Thanks for joining us this week on Happified for my conversation with Dave Brown, author of Breaking the Trance of Stress, an executive coach and body worker for years. He integrates his psychology training, his intuitive guidance and skill for finding the source of stress, whether we're using it for our benefit or letting it hold us back and helping people break through to find the success they're chasing. Thanks for joining us on the show. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review on Apple or leave us a comment on YouTube. We're so glad to have you with us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the happifiedlife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. Welcome back. I'm so happy to have you with us today on the show for my conversation with Dave Brown. Dave is a personal and professional coach based right down the street from me in Del Mar, California, who helps his clients find better balance with themselves, their work, and those closest to them. His approach involves guiding clients in discovering the subtle subconscious behaviors that are holding them back from achieving their goals. He coaches them in spotting their own early warning signs so they can recognize, realign, and release their pattern behaviors as they appear in real time in their daily lives. And I'm so grateful, Dave, that you reached out to me and we've become connected because as I read through your book, Breaking the Trance of Stress, I found so many highlights distilled into a really, really short, tight delivery that I think is a really essential reading, especially for high achievers and entrepreneurs. And those are the kinds of people you've worked with over the years. So I'm glad to have yeah. you with me on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Susie. I'd love to hear a little bit about your own evolution coming into this space and executive coaching, because I believe you were helping people find paths through this, find some sanity in this really high stress, high stakes world that they were carving out their place in before coaching was a widespread entity or even something that a lot of people knew they were seeking. So how did you create this, this space and way to serve? And serve? Started in three different parts to my, I had three careers during my lifetime so far. And then I started in the electrical supply business, working with contractors and industrial accounts in Chicago. And in, the, in, in that process of learning corporate work, business work, how that was, was, was being held. And I actually, now that I'm talking about it, I did 
remember that there was a lot of people that were really tense. And I didn't quite understand that because I just kind of came out of college and, you know, we're studying and most stress was getting the test before, you know, studying two hours before. But then I noticed in business, they're all, they're always like distressing and eyes wide running around trying to get their job done. And that I started to go to night school in, and study business. And then I took a course in like organizational development and psychotherapy. And I'm going, wow, this is so fascinating. Hence moved into the next level of, of my next career was being in psychology, not a psychologist, just studying it and using it. And that I realized in the process that you need in order to make a change in your mind or way of being, you also have to have your body change also, or your body habits change. Mm. And that if you don't keep yourself fed and loose and focused and centered, you go way off track. And as I was working with my clients, I realized that there was a lot of conversation. So working with them, working on four different levels, four quadrants, I call it the personality. It's like mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And that anything we do fits in, in any of those four. There's no, I didn't find any fifth quadrant or, or square or round, whatever it is. And so that I noticed as we were working physically with structural alignment and posture, that I noticed you needed to posture yourself in your business or in your personal life. And posture is both ways of where you are, how you're being, and how you're physically being. And then I evolved with going into total coaching, which I'm now about 15 years ago or, or, or more, and brought my knowledge of structural body work and alignment and being centered and focused in order to get the job done. And first of all, identifying if you're not feeling well or you're not, you're stressed, you're, you're, you're angry, that something is in there in one of the four quadrants, mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual. And so the first job is that I noticed in coaching is identify what's the problem and what do you want and what is your block that's stopping you and maybe all four, right? And you put it together and then you can get to the, get to be happier. If you get rid of that stress, if you got one of the blocks all you know, colored in black, you know, if your, your mental is a mental block and you figure out what that is, where did that come from? How do we get rid of it? I call it a letting go of your past mm-hmm. and past. I uh, made an acronym for it is not necessarily what you did as a kid, but pain, anxiety, stress, or tension, P-A-S-T. And that you also might've started this pattern of tension when you were younger and it's like that's coaching is not psychology and that you don't but it's interesting to find out like when you identify at your age or at this process is what you can do for yourself to move forward is like tickle that background and find out well i did that for this reason but i don't have that same reason now but it's showing up a lot of times i noticed that some like uh, clients would be a lot angrier at a situation and really 
met them in right in front of them. There was something that was that was held off from the past, where it'd be really mad, like disrespect or or somebody hurting their feelings, so to speak. You can have your emotions, but you can't let them run your business. Is one of the things that I like to say. Is that so? So why don't you take the, the emotions and figure out what that is, and then you can be mad at a person or you know, disappointed in a person that doesn't get a project done correctly or on time, but not to be like hugely angry at them and and、uh, kind of slam them, so to speak. So that's how I got here, and then I'm going to the side here and there. So. <laughs> Thanks for keeping me on focus here. Yeah, well, I think it's really fascinating to explore that, and I and I do believe that that's one of the the sweet spots of being able to reflect back to people as you're working with clients and help them discover the patterns. As you you illustrate in your book, you know some of these the anger responses, for example, that people have and how it came from their childhood, how they you、mm-hmm. know needed to be. To act out that way in order to feel seen or heard, and and these patterns that we pick up are really hard for ourselves to see. So it always helps to have that reflection or perspective that someone else can offer and ask us questions that matter. So I think that's really powerful self exploration when people are recognizing that what's working, what what is happening right now isn't working for them. They want a better. Way forward, or they want better relations with their team, especially as leaders. And how do we stop start to break that cycle? And I and I like your discussion about that correlation with physical issues too.、Mm-hmm. In the holistic space, we like to say it's all connected. But the more、mm-hmm. we dig in, the more we really do discover that it's all connected. And you talk in、um, the book about that point of pain, and it could be emotional pain, or it could be physical pain, and、mm-hmm. how. Interrelated, or how do you help people kind of unwind that when maybe the physical arises from emotional pain? I I I kind of come from the frame is it's thought always precedes form, and so that you have an idea or a memory, and that your body uses you to protect you. You know, if you're in danger, it's the fight or flight. It's the old, the old brain, the limbic system. I believe it is. Is like when you get attacked, or you know, perceived attack, or that you'll get scared, and right away is fight, flight, freeze. You know, it's like, wow, it's like, what is that, what is that fear? You know, it's false expectations appearing real. It's an old acronym, and then the one is F everything and run. You know, it's like that's, that's kind of a, a funnier one, but it's the same thing. It's like, and, and so to, to identify, it's like it one of my clients or something was came up, and he says, "I don't need anger management. I need people to stop pissing me off." I love. Okay, <laughs> right. Well, I'm fine. I'm just waiting here to get right. I, I'm just. I'm just here waiting to get mad, <laughs> and it's kind of a setup, you know.、Mm-hmm. If you're set up or ready, that that you're going to have an upset. So you kind of look at like what is it that initiated that strong response to you. So I think a a large part of the the beginning of a coaching program for me is to identify what is it that's not working for you, and 
where did it come from or what is it where did it come from but where is it lodged now and what areas mental motion physical spiritual and that's where i'll refer to in my sessions that people have asked them to how are they feeling physically and it can do that even over the phone i can actually over the years, I actually can hear their body restrictions in their voice. It's it's kind of a funny thing. I think it's just something that I've learned to, to, to listen for. If we can't, we had to go on the phone for a while. Now Zoom has been in. That was like, thank God, okay, we can see it a little bit better rather than being in person. So it's it's pretty interesting. So when a person gets afraid, adrenaline rushes, your heart beats faster. You want it to stop. So you physically squeeze down on it. So it's, that's the autonomic nervous system reaction to fear. You go, well, what, what are you feeling physically? Well, my heart's beating fast. I said, well, okay, so what is it? Where is it going? <laughs> says, I don't know. It feels like I'm running. I said, okay, so what are you running from? Oh, well, he uh, or she did this, you know, kind of thing. Okay, so like it's identify it's like what did they do? What did they do? They physical attack you? No. Well, they said something that I did something wrong. Per se. But anything. So it's the identification is the big problem with it. It's like I to put it into a, a fun category. Again, acronyms is something I like to do. So so it's easy for people to remember. And that's like when you're talking about a situation that you want to heal, you want to feel better about. It's like the, uh, you know, like you go, uh, it's just not, uh, it's feeling right. And I put it in like the four R's set. You recognize it's happening. You realize what it is. You release it. And then you realign to what your goal was to begin with. So that you can do that. And when you go, uh, you can kind of dissect it or back it out and see where it began. And that way, once you acknowledge something, it has a good way of releasing. It's a lot easier. But if you can't identify, you don't know what it is, tell that guy to stop making you mad. <laughs> so you don't feel like you're running. So it's recognize, right. realize, realign, and release. Right. Ha ha. I'm going to keep up on all the acronyms. But that's a tricky one since they're all the same letter. But I love it. That's exact. I think everybody can relate. To I that just put it in like for the grar kind teeth. of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The way that we feel when we can't speak our mind and that can be hard at work. Some people just let it fly. And some mm -hmm. people are always biting their tongue, <laughs> going home, feeling a little bloodied because they're biting it back, gnashing their teeth. So mm -hmm. yeah, releasing is. I had is one good. client, executive woman that she said that she, in her experience, she had to numb herself inside of meetings when people were making her angry and upset or that they were attacking or something and that she didn't want to lash out or, and she didn't want to cry and that she would numb it. And I said, numb it. And it says, numb your emotions. She said, no, I'd numb it like, hmm. I numb with my mouth, like, mm, keep your mouth zipped. Mm. So that was a, that was an interesting one. And so that, that in, in that particular situation, we work on the outside of 
of her office or outside the situation. And she realized that she needed to get rid of that emotion somehow, that anger emotion, the one that doesn't feel good mm-hmm. outside so she could go be more present. And they, when the attack was happening, the perceived attack, that sh- she could allow that to pass by her rather than hit her. So that was, that was, that was good. Yeah, that's a powerful recognition because I, I can feel that when you as she described it, numb yourself and just kind of like, you know, zip the lip. You're not really able to deflect things. They're definitely kind of sticking. There's some Velcro there. All <laughs> right. She won that a little right. bit later, right? Right. You're like those on the movie sets where they put all the electrical dots on when they're going to put an image on top of you. That's how it is. Like you can end this anywhere. <laughs> and people can see it. Yeah. I like the illustration or advice that you share in the book too about finding ways to release anger. I think that people Mm -hmm. don't recognize Mm -hmm. that, you know, those emotions, you know, we can't just, oh, that's not appropriate. I'm not feeling that right now. And therefore it's not something I need to deal with. How did you find that affecting people or throwing up roadblocks in their path? I've tried to to create some simple ways of doing that or simple ways of identifying it and then to realign, mm-hmm. right? Identify, recognize that it's happening. And once it's, you're engaged in it, you need to release it physically. A couple, what you can do in the moment is you can tap with your fingers or tap on your hand at the table. And it's just like a calming effect, like a metronome or a little beat and that you can pace yourself a little better. I call it efficient pacing. It's like when you're not efficient at the pace that you're at, it's like you're 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 headed down the wrong path. So let's like you're the white rabbit. You're chasing, you're running, you're bouncing from here to there. And then this will allow you to calm down in the moment. If you leave a couple other things is where we're a rubber band. And if you're upset, you just snap it, not to hurt yourself, just to be aware. Some people, some of the clients would say, that really hurts. I said, well, it's not to hurt you. It's just to wake you up. And he <laughs> said, well, I guess I was angry. I go, okay, so you're punishing yourself. I said, well, why don't you just like tap it nicely and see what you've learned and what you need to do to relax or change your way of being in the mm-hmm. situation. And this can be personal and professional. Just like calm it down. Another thing is screaming into the pillow. I think that's the most highly effective way of cathartic release, safe, nobody around. Make sure that the kids aren't in the next room or anything or tell your partner you're going to go, I'm going to scream because I'm like filled with upset. And go in there and then scream and yell and you can say anything you want that you're not supposed to as a good little kid. And as hard as you can and get to the emotion, then you're going to, you'll, you'll kind of collapse if you really go after it. Then you take a few breaths. And if you feel better, then you can let yourself out of timeout. I call it timeout. You can let yourself out of timeout and, or if it's not there, go after it again, start screaming again, just yell, yell, yell. There was, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's one of my favorites. And 
some people I don't I don't know how many can do it, but I don't think everybody can. They can't get it. I said I'm too embarrassed. I go, who's around? You want to do it? You want to you want to dump? You want to explode in front of some other people? I had one interesting client who's a he's a big time uh, real estate broker, and that he was big himself. He was big, and he would come in and be ferocious at the meetings and to, with with his agents and stuff. And and I said you you know go in the car and yell at the top of your lungs. He goes okay. He comes back in. He says well he said that guy said kind of worked. He says I I went in and I stabbed the stop sign and had the window rolled the window down and I started yelling and screaming squaring at the top of my lungs. He says it scared the heck out of the woman next to me at the stoplight. I'm going oh well you're not supposed to do that. He was like be present <laughs> he goes ha 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 so he enjoyed that he was a big powerful guy it uh it did help him a lot yeah yeah i think giving ourselves permission to find that to recognize how we can kind of let that steam off but also the right. power of presence in the moment i really appreciate what you were talking about with the tapping to change our pace. I'm a big right. fan of EFT tapping, but you know, it's a little conspicuous in a meeting to start tapping <laughs> and working on those tapping points, but no, just you can do it in your lap. You can. Yeah. In you your lap, in your lap. table. Yeah. I do it. I've done it. Fingertips tapping. And just slowing the pace down. So powerful. yeah, I was, I've been trained in the EFT with gosh, I forget his name. Now the guy that created it, Gary uh, Craig, Gary Craig. Uh, great a few minds. years back, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's good. I still do it. Yeah, my kids it's... sometimes want to say, "Hey, can we do a tapping session?" It's called the emotional freedom technique. Mm -hmm. So powerful. The best body buzz you can give yourself with no no substances required. It just yeah. lights yeah. me up energetically when I do it. Really right, terrific. Yeah. So recognizing that we can cultivate these tools try it on. Not every tool works yes. for every person, but if it's giving yourself a timeout, I love that too. And I think it's really empowering for younger generations to see that we adults can say, I'm going to take a timeout and I'm going to come yeah. back to this conversation in a few minutes <laughs> when I can be present. Right. right. <laughs> awesome tools to be teaching our kids. I kind of got that timeout when I was, when my kids were young and um, that I, I, I've been married. I've two, two sets of kids, and that my second kids, I was like a little more wise. I was a little bit older. I was understanding, and I said, putting kids on timeout, they go into the bedroom because they've done something and they're on it, you know, and just being talking back. You know, I always respect the kids being able to talk to me, but when they're being the smart aleck or whatever, I said, well, go take a timeout, go go out of the room you're not being respectful to us and that realizes that you can't put them in there forever because <laughs> after two minutes they're just looking around the room to see what they can play with you know like whatever <laughs> and then once in a while they can i come out yet and so i noticed that i was what what i could do for them and then that i asked my clients just to like don't let yourself out of time out until you're off it and so I would go in after the five minutes or the kids would come out and I said, are you off it now? Are you being civil? Are you being here present rather than angry? They're going, yeah, I am. I go, 
back in. They'll go, ah, and they go back in. And they, sometimes they work it three, four times, but eventually it was got down to almost nothing where they took the time out. They were able to work through whatever was upsetting them. And then they would come back out and be present in, you know, in relationship with others. And they, they understood it. So it's like, I, I suggest that a simple thing suggested for my adult clients who are mostly children or no, <laughs> they behave like children sometimes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we deal, they have to deal with that's the, and that's the fun part. And that's the tough part too, or the challenging part. So yeah, it's like, and go in there and scream and feel going, Oh, and come walking out. And I said, okay, I'm done with that. Now let's get back to work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Center, focus, present, and balanced. There's the four words. I didn't put an acronym for it. I was but it's like, it. yeah. <laughs> it's when how I land do you on get, one, I'll send it back to you. <laughs> yeah, you just like hit it, you know, just be here. Be and here in now. Different forms of being here. Focused is different than centered. Focused mm -hmm. is you're directed at something or some person. Balanced is between you and me or me and the environment, something like that. Me in the boardroom. And it's that, that's another thing is working on posturing yourself for success. When you're in a meeting, when you're in a boardroom, when you're at home or family situation, you can use it all, all the above is like, are you in your chair? Are you sitting there? Or are you somewhere else? It's what's your physical dis doing is how do you posture yourself in a conversation, an executive conversation or decision, leadership, decision-making situation. Are you there? Or are you wait, making up the next sentence as the person's talking to you? It's like, well, you, know, you can't be really centered if you're trying to figure out how you're going to come back at, with a negative retort to this person. <laughs> right. Letting your emotions try to write the script. And you, everybody knows right. when they're in conversation with someone else who is waiting for that pause so that they can make their next point. Right. But how often do we recognize when we're the ones guilty of that? So yeah, being present to that is definitely a powerful mm -hmm. exercise. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing with the, po the posturing is also where the things that I've, over the years I've learned in my three different careers, whatever it's like, body has a lot of part to do with it you know mental emotion physical is like how are you holding yourself or you know it's like am i seated upright no you can't be too stiff but you just be right centered you know keep your butt in the chair and your shoes in the room <laughs> then, <laughs> then you're gonna be there it's an easy thing if you're going off if your heart's beating and you've got pressure in your chest your head whatever it's like just tap your feet a little bit and make sure that you're here and then breathing. And if you're breathing, you can't be somewhere else. It's hard to do that. So yeah. that's, that's it. That's the positioning and you can position yourself on the team. What is my position and who am I, uh, who is my alliance? Who am I aligned with? Same with your body is your body aligned. Your mental is your emotional aligned with these other people, these other two people. So back to M E P S mental, emotional, physical, spiritual is like, how do you connect it? And mm -hmm. what are you going to, how are you going to put yourself in the room? What position? 
One of the other topics that you share in um, your book, which I already told you is definitely short and to the point, not so sweet, but I don't think it should be to land with high achievers and highly driven people. And Uh um, these are the kinds that really thrive on, sometimes thrive on stress, almost become adrenaline junkies. And I love how you illustrate that and point out that while it might seem like that has its advantages, it's got its downfalls too. So I'd mm-hmm, love to explore mm-hmm. that a little bit with you. Okay, let's see. The easiest way to say, well, people, stress, we need stress. We need stress as support. And in my background here, that is a stressful structure, the San Francisco Bridge. So those lines, they have to be there. Those cables are, I used to live over there in Marin. And those cables are like, I don't know, eight, 10 inches. And, and you need to have that to hold the bridge up. If you hold it too, if it's held too loose, it'll collapse. If it's held too tight, it might break. So it's like it has to be the right amount of tension and you have it, uh, have you stress. EU dash stress means just the right amount to pull you forward. It allows you to pull you forward rather than keep you stuck. There's enough where you can, and and you create great strength. Buckminster Fuller, I studied with him personally and also through his books. And he talks about a tensegrity unit and it's pure tension. And he doesn't have to have any support on the inside. It's a circle that's all around and that you need to have that and once you have that if it breaks down you have distress you'd rather de-stress de-stress so you relieve the tension enough that you don't collapse but you're not under stress where you're like so tight and that you're you're it feels like your head's expanding right exploding people like to say gosh and that's like calm down. So just if you're centered, you don't need to worry. If you're distressed, you do. If you're in stress, even, that's not good for you. Why do you think it is that some powerful people feel like that's the right fuel to run on, that cultivating stress or generating extra stress, like that adrenaline becomes kind of an extra fuel source for them? Is it just the pattern that's getting hold? Is it an addiction to that tempo? Kind of a false, like, caffeination? <laughs> right. I, yes. To, to When you don't have energy, you have to make it up. And so the big challenge is like a, being uh, from the, being kind of the body-centered therapy from the past and aware of that is like, is how do you start your day? What do you feed it? Go, oh, I, I, I don't eat breakfast. That, like, that's a good thing. But I do have to have two or three cups of coffee, blah, blah. But this is kind of a common thing around. And said, so why don't you do that? I said, well, otherwise I'll fall asleep if I go in there. Or if people go on to diets, per se, and they'll cut off the caffeine. Now, they think there's a, a thing behind it, the, the, the high driver, the uh, person that wants to accomplish things and go he thinks that he she thinks that they need to have that extra strength to go power 
because they have the thought in their mind, if they're not driving forward, they're falling back, they'll fall asleep. Most of them would love to be sitting into the, in the backyard with a beach chair and a, and a glass of tea or a beer or something and reading a book. That's their greatest fear. I will be nothing. So it's trying to find that medium where you have to be hard charging rather than being just keep continue, continually focused, coming back to focus. If you, you know, the term is like, if you go, if you go like this with your head, let's see if I can do this. And, and if you get ahead of yourself, guess what happens? It physically, you get ahead of yourself and then your, your head weighs a lot of, of weight. And you know that you being a Reiki master about that, that structure and the way that you can posture yourself. So like bring back, be inside, be centered, get ahead of yourself. Where are all the back problems from? Dropping out here, trying to hold a bowling ball up. So that's it's like getting aware of that. It's like, okay, don't go out here. Come back here, sit in the chair. Come back to your center. Yeah. Right, center focus, yeah. present, balanced. Yeah, so yeah. That, that that's that's a fun fun thing. I, I like to make it fun. I like to have fun. I know I know that you do. That's cool. And even your podcast, Half Fight. Yeah. Try to keep it's it like, light. Why can't we have fun? Right. It's like make this easy. <laughs> well, you don't know how much tension we have on here, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> So I would love to, too, um, I'm familiar just a little bit, just a little bit familiar with one of the types of body work that you've practiced in your past, as, as you've said, you know, in the different iterations that you've had professionally, and I've reinvented myself a number of times, too. But I'm fascinated with power work and what kind of issues can be addressed with that if they're ready to embark on that kind of journey. Almost to anybody well, almost anybody that's not happy with their business, with themselves, with their mates, with their family, when they're unhappy, they're not being present and they're being hurt, they're hurting. And so finding the pain mm -hmm. and the identification with doing the Heller work, it's Joseph Heller was my mentor and he developed that. He used to be the president of the Rolf Institute. And that we followed the pattern of the rolfing and we put in different sequences where you work with different parts of mental and emotional, how it related to your body and how you could move forward. And if you change, like one of the first sessions is your upper body, what inspires you? So working on expanding and letting your chest just breathe rather don't not puffing I call it the puffer pigeon. That's not expanding. That's strengthening a a rock or something like that. It's like, here I am. Look at this. I got good posture. Process. Yeah. You should I'm see your back. So yeah. <laughs> your chest looks great. Your back, is, you know, it's a little bit curved back there. So it's like, again, it's not relaxed. It's not excellence with ease. It's like, how do you get there? And what is about releasing that chest and shoulders that you can breathe easier and be in the present moment. 
and how do you move forward inside of that? So, so that's like, it, it's very, very helpful. I did a number of sessions over the years I did that. And I also incorporated it in the uh, holistic center that we put together in a while ago. <laughs> in one of and those we included all different types of modalities, yeah. Eastern and Western. So that was, that was interesting. Again, that was right up my alley of look at the four quadrants, you know, look at whatever the possibility and what works and how do you relieve, how do you release or relieve your pain? Right. Whatever it is. Whatever it takes to get to it, to the root of it. Right. And be different. successful and happy. Wow. Okay. You know, how do you define the future if you're not using the past and the present to do it? Mm. Think of the possibilities. <laughs> and getting clarity on, as we said at the beginning, what's the problem? What's the source of the pain? But what do we, what do we want? What are we moving towards? Correct. So what the big question is, Benge Steyer, the, the coach boy, he wrote the best coaching book. And Michael Benge Steyer, Stainer, do you know him? Anyway, he talks about the coaching is, the question is what? So, okay, cool. What do you want? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? Well, what are you going to do when you get there? What did you do when you used to be not there? So that, that easy question is that, that is, you know, what's causing your pain. And sometimes when I've asked my clients that or something in the beginning, when we're talking, so it's like, so where's your pain? What's your pain? I don't have any pain. Okay. Are you successful at your business? Absolutely. How are you feeling? I'm great. Oh, okay. Cool. And you feel good every day? Do you have any body? Oh, he says, my back's killing me. Sometimes I can't even stand up. I get so much distress at home. You know, my husband or wife is just, I can't stand it. I don't want to go. Oh, okay. So you have no pain. Oh, so that's what you mean. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it? What is your pain? Pain, anxiety, stress, or tension. You know, so you can just start with pain. You can work down from there. So it's interesting that that you can do that. And it's like, I, I think I just I like to what I've done forever is I love to solve problems. Since I was a kid, I think I was helping my mom be happy or something. I was trying to see how to make her happy. You know, I didn't remember when she was upset or getting fight with my dad or something that. I would try to to see see what I could do for her. She said, "Oh, you're such a good boy. You're going to take care of me when I'm old, right?" And I go and I go, "Wow!" And so I was in a psychology course uh, class at Northwestern one time, and I just opened my eyes and I realized that she made me have agreement that I was going to take care of her forever. <laughs> I'm going. I'm not going to take care of you. You know, I'll make sure you're healthy and, and things like that. But you're, you have to take care of yourself with your mental health. That's what I mean. You know, and, and I told her that she didn't exactly like it. She goes, whoa, who's going to take care of me then? I'm going, hold on, let's talk. I'll talk with you. But you have to be agreement that you will take care of yourself. 
and you'll do what it takes. And that was interesting. It was interesting. We got to be perform a all adult life really nice. We got to be more friends. Right. And she didn't get to mother me, and I didn't get to be her father or her husband or somebody taking care of her. She was going to do it and, and did a good job. She did a good job. Well, and those so are the interesting is my to... yeah yeah it's like I just really yeah thank you that's made this agreement with her I'm going no I I'm not I'm not going to do that we're gonna we're gonna clean this up right now I don't need to carry that we don't need any expectations there let's just mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah really being present to those things mm-hmm. that we pick up along the way and those things that weigh us down so actually to help her I I helped her with it it was not that I was not looking in that direction. I was just going, wait, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. What, what is this agreement that we made? And that after uh, when my dad passed away, everybody thought, oh my God, she can't do anything. She's always telling him to do this and that, and I got to do this. She got to be real clean and take care of herself and be present and have fun with herself rather than having being relying on the dad and making him so she lived a long time after him and, and quite uh, satisfactorily, you know, she missed him and all that, but, but she, she took it over. She grew up. It was like yeah. growing up. It's like, wow. Okay. And reveled in that going, confidence. Mom. Like, look at, I, I can take care of myself. She loved it. She it's loved it. She yeah. had no confidence from her childhood. She couldn't even drive a car because she was so nervous about it. So anyways, so that's the long story short. It's like she got to identify where she was looking to everybody else to help take care of her and that she wasn't a good person and she needed help. I'm not, I'm helpless, you know, kind of thing. I didn't even know that I was doing this kind of thing as I was doing it and then looking at it and I got to the point of going, oh, okay, cool. So it worked. It was good. And so where people help them identify where their pain is, where, where they're, thinking they're helpless or hopeful you know let's go let's go from there helpless to hopeful cool let's go yeah let's let's consider the possibilities yeah please share with folks how they can connect with you where they can find your fantastic book it's not even 30 pages it's the best short read you can do for yourself i love the book and um, thank you how they can connect with you and and reap the rewards for your support I, look up on it's on amazon and you can get it kindle or you can get paperback and it's a fun size book it's eight and a half by 11 so the illustrations are big and loud some people have used it as a coloring book as they're reading and especially on the stress page that's that. uh the illustrations that i've done is like oh you can just like and you know what they're doing with coloring books now in corporations and companies for stress on break time they have piles of coloring books around. People like doing that. So what you're doing is you're paying attention. You're doing, you know, you're doing a mental, emotional, physical connection by doing coloring books, and you're not worrying about the stat sheet or the strategic alliances that need to be done. And you're like this. You're you're, you're coloring a little rabbit or something. So anyway, that's <laughs> that's how you can get breaking the trance of stress at Amazon, and uh, you can buy it or you can do Kindle. I think it's free on Kindle. Ah, how did I get that deal? Oh, I'm gonna check that out. There we out. go. <laughs> Everybody run before they fix their rings. <laughs> it's like cool. 
terrific. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, interesting, the, what we were talking about before is like, I've written uh, forever during my career, my professional careers, let's put them that way. And uh, I've got a, you know, two or three 200 page books in me, and I've tried to do it. And a fun thing was my daughter, so a copywriter lives in uh, Gothenburg, Sweden right now. She, she, she I said, uh, hey, I want to finish this book. She said, dad, you have to cut this down. Let's get real succinct with it. I go, okay, okay. And we got to do it. So it was great. And it was fun. And she's a super, super person. And I got to put it out. And Amazon said, sure, we'll do it. I go, really? <laughs> It's just that easy. Pays to ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's well, well worth it. I hope everybody will check it out. We'll have the links in the show notes. So if you're catching it on the website, on YouTube, we'll make sure you can access all the goods here and connect with Dave and stay plugged in to what he's creating in the future books. Thank you. <laughs> real, real great being with you, Susie. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Happy to be connected and uh, appreciate your insights. Have a terrific day. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.